Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. That is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Good afternoon and welcome listeners around the world, welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name of course is Nick Hart and I want to welcome you to a beautiful sunny South Bermondsey this afternoon for the home game, first game in 50 years against Rochdale, Rochdale at the Den. Um, some people out there have been getting very excited about this, um, personally it doesn't turn me on but if it does float your boat listeners well have a good afternoon, a good listen and then make sure your wife knows it afterwards once you've tuned into this show today. We just await the entry of the two teams before today's game listeners. Today's Millwall side, just to bring you up to speed, is um, Jordan Archer in goal. The back line of Carlos Edwards, Byron Webster, Mark Beavers and Tony Craig still filling in that left-back role. I wouldn't put him there, would you? Um, midfield, Fred. I wouldn't have played Fred, would you? Today, um, Jimmy Abdul, Sean Williams and Shane Ferguson playing further forwards. I would have done that. Um, so, well, we'll see, see how that pans out. Up front, Aidan O'Brien and Steve Morrison, the expected forward line. So there we are, interesting that Craig still starts in, in defence in, on the left side. I thought he's looked uncomfortable. In last week's show, I compared him to my old granddad at the Farmer Giles. and couldn't sit still, kept shifting from buttock to buttock. And that kind of gives you the impression of what Tony Craig looks like in that left-back role at the moment. Um, anyway, Shane Ferguson is further forward. I'm interested in that because I, I would have started him further forward from the very moment he signed for our club on loan. Um, as it is, it's going to be the first chance we will see to see whether I know what I'm on about or not. Here come the teams. Low, low-looking crowd in here today, listeners. Um, I know we're still a couple of minutes before kick-off. But blimey, this is going to be a low one. This, this really is League One. It really is League One. It really is Rochdale we're playing. Maybe that, the two are linked. I don't know. What is linked, very much linked, is this monkey on our back. Can you hear that monkey? That's not a monkey, that's King Kong up on the roof of the den. King Kong's on the roof. The monkey on our back. We come with a part at home. We've played five, lost five this season at home. Today will be a good time to start turning that round. Maybe get a few biplanes in to shoot King Kong off the roof. That'll be nice. Goalkeeper Jordan Archer um, spoke in the week to News at Den. And he made this comment, listeners, if you don't concentrate at the back, you are susceptible. We, we got too focused versus South End, he means, on trying to score, and we left ourselves exposed at the back. Um, very much did we leave ourselves exposed at the back. We didn't play well at all against South End, I thought. Today is an opportunity to turn that around. Um, my gosh, we could do it with a home win. We could do it with a convincing home win. I can't remember last time we actually put... Um, I can't remember last time we gave anyone a sound thrashing as David Cameron or Boris Johnson might say. A little bit of politics there for your listeners. Middle team break from their huddle. I never know what they say in a huddle. What might you say to each other in a pre-match huddle, having got beaten five times in a row at home? Play a bit better, lads. So we're waiting for the kickoff anyway. Rochdale in white and black. White shirts, black shorts, black stockings. The Lions in their familiar dark blue and white shirts. Away we go. Rochdale, of course, come into today's games as in fourth position. They're higher up the table. I think they're at 14 points to our, uh, is it 11 points we have? 
but Rochdale certainly come into the game higher up in the table although the bookmakers make us favourites still bizarrely I thought bookmakers are in business to make money not to give it away but they've got us as favourites to win today according to the Mill Maniacs website um, they've got us 8-5 to five, whereas Rochdale 74 Is that make us favourites betting people they have to tell me better than that that have to tell me whether that does indeed make us favourites or them favourites I think we are favourites what bookmaker that is I don't know a bloke one a skinned one historically again thank you to the Millwall Maniacs this is our ninth ever meeting with Rochdale and apparently we have bragging rights although the last game was 50 years ago 1964 we have the bragging rights because we've beaten four times in history and they've beaten us twice casual kick out from the goalkeeper it allows Steve Roberts to intercept he's played it wide to Aiden O'Brien ball into the box Shimmy up in front of goal he scored Goalkeeper, Shopping centres, wherever you've gone to, you should be down here, down at Den. Six minutes looming on the clock, Mill leading by a goal to nil. Um, bright start by the Lions, we've capitalised and made them pay for an early error, and that's one of the first times in a long while I can think of where we've done that at home. Some nice football by Mill. Uh, Morrison plays it wide, finds Ferguson on the left side, nice cross put behind for a uh, corner by the Rochdale number six. Six and a half minutes gone, we'll back on the attack, Holder down in front of me in block one, listeners. Shane Ferguson to take. Ferguson swings it in, goal oh, support corner. Didn't even make it past the first defender at, uh, on the edge of the penalty area. Very, very poor. Fred now on the ball. Is Fred, is Shane Ferguson. They're sustained more pressure. Ten minutes comes up on the clock. Inside is Shane, uh, Sean Williams. Ball cleared, poor bloke alongside me's just got in the ground he's, he's normally here before me when he comes in and uh, delayed by traffic I'd imagine today and he's missed the one moment where we'll take the lead in the league match still no sign of the Jumbotron screen over on the far side of the uh, stadium from where I sit uh, at the moment there's, there's got like a sheeting over it which was on the side of the Barry Kitchener stand if I remember right it's been cut to size to fill the oblong shape he's rushed out on the attack uh, to stay with this Carlos Edwards brings it away he's under a little bit of pressure plays it back to Jordan Arch who clears it well yeah so like rather like a front tooth that's missing or a bald man wearing a toupee but it's a better analogy we've got a bit of sheeting over the uh, side of the jumbo screen there is one on order apparently um, these things apparently are bespoke and it's a six figure sum according to the club to replace so we look forward to seeing that when it comes in Morrison's been picked up for a couple of little free kicks. He's left his foot in there a couple of times. I think he's trying to make his presence known. I, I approve of that, of course. He hasn't drawn a yellow yet, so he can probably get a couple more out of this referee before he'll get some form of punishment. But that's the second player now. He's just caught on a 50-50 on a ball. Lee Martin's just warming up down in front of me. I've never seen it before, but I think he's got his hair in a particularly uh, coiffured way today. He resembles all the world. Um, Matt Goss out of Gloss. No, no uh, beavers to the clatter in there. No, no foul, says the referee. Much to the crowd's displeasure, as you can hear behind me. Yeah, but Matt or Luke Goss, was it, from Bross? Another challenge there. The crowd are incensed. You can hear what's going on here. They're pushing and shoving. Referee's calling the Rochdale 27. Oh, there's a poor challenge on Ferguson. Crowd want blood. I don't think they'll get blood. I might get a yellow. Referee's in danger of losing this a little bit. You dirty northern bastard. Oh, you dirty northern bastard. You dirty northern bastard. Well, depends how you say that, doesn't it? Nice ball rightwards there by Aidan O'Brien. Ferguson takes it. He looks a much better proposition further forward, listeners. Come down this left-hand wing. Rochdale flower plays into the box. It's, it's still bobbling around loose. Cleared by the Rochdale defence. Sorry, I lost, lost the plot there a little bit. I was trying to... The words won't come out quick enough. Mill very much looking the brighter side, looking much more dangerous with Shane Ferguson 
working this left wing. It was interesting talking last week to the uh, Jamie, the South End fan. I don't know if you tuned in the last week's show, listeners, but uh, speaking to a South End fan, and one of the things he said um, during our conversation, obviously in the aftermath of a 2 0 defeat for us that day, was the atmosphere of the den is uh, many clubs are jealous of it. We take it for granted so much. I mean, I thought it wasn't a particularly great atmosphere that day, but he was mentioning the atmosphere. It stands out compared to other clubs. We take it so much in our stride. We just think we're like other clubs are like us. They are not. The atmosphere, even today, it is Rochdale. I don't know what the crowd is in here today. Wouldn't surprise me if six and a half thousand. This, this atmosphere is better than what most clubs get with uh, double treble that amount. There is something in this side. I know we've... we've um, We've knocked it and we, we've, we've suffered a little bit this season. But there's something in the players. There is some spirit here that when we attack, we don't look a bad side. Weather's cooled down a little bit. Flags have picked up on top of the Docker stand opposite me. It's got a little bit greyer. It's, it's a nice day. It's a beautiful day for football. Temperatures dropped. Walking along Zampa Road earlier on in the sun. It was quite warm. Went to take my jacket off. But sitting up in there, it's a little bit cooler. So I should put my jacket back on again, listeners. What kind of jacket you're wondering, aren't you? Well, I base mine look entirely on Marlon Brando in the wild one, even down to the slightly camp leather hat. Another physical challenge on Mark Beavers by the Rochdale 7. Crowd baying for, for some action from this referee. They're not going to get it at the moment. One thing about the refereeing in League One we have noticed is a lot gets left that will be picked up on in the Championship. Mark Beavers is still down at the moment. Took a clattering on his shin bone now, I think. More pressing quite high up today. I think I was watching La Liga last week and Guillem, one of the uh, Spanish commentators, said in the modern game, modern teams press from the front backwards. And that's what we're trying to do, and it's good to see. Pressing from the front backwards. His name's Guillermo, not, not Guillem. That's like pussycat Guillem, isn't it? Guillermo. Rochdale retaining possession on the attack. Left-hand side, cross comes in, takes a bobble. They've still got possession on the left-hand side of the mill penalty area. We'll stay with this. Trying to work some space for a cross. Cross comes flying in. It's cleared nicely, nicely by Mark Beavers. Beautiful work by Fred there. Individual brilliance as ever. Mill got the ball now, wide right. Uh, ball throw there from Morrison. Finds O'Brien, it's Williams in front of goal, but the shot is blocked. 23rd minute of the game. Another good move by Millwall. Millwall throwing down in front of me. Halfway through the first half, listeners, and Mill look a lot brighter, a lot sharper going forwards. I guess the early goal has taken a big, big weight off of everyone's shoulders, and we're, we're now playing forwards rather than chasing the game. But we do look sharp and brighter going forwards. It's good to see the wing play down the, down the left-hand side, particularly from Ferguson, been particularly impressive so far. 26 minutes gone, Mill retain the lead, 1-0. Just thinking about the whole monkey on our back business. Now, as you know, listeners, I do like to have a go on the old Wikipedia. I'm a bit of a Wikipedia boy, don't I? And I've been looking at the whole monkey thing, and I found something called the mind monkey, or monkey mind. Chinese idea, Buddhist idea. Now, I know that you don't tune into this show for Buddhism, but once in a while, a bit of Buddhism don't hurt, does it? A little bit of Chinese don't hurt. Um, anyway, the monkey mind is the unsettled, restless, and capricious, whimsical, fanciful inconstant, confused, indecisive and uncontrollable nature of the human mind in other words the inability to concentrate I think is what they're driving at and part of Confucianism thought is to get rid of your monkey mind you have a monkey mind too? I do I can't focus on anything me watch that on the attack shot on goal taken nicely by Jordan Archer on 20, 27 minutes Poor defended by Mill, gives the ball back to Rochdale. 28 minutes on the clock, they've got an opportunity for a shot on goal. Brilliant save by Joel Narger, down low. Shot was dipping down into the far uh, left-hand side of the post. Beautiful save to concede the corner, but uh, he, he caught us a break there. Got, got us out of trouble, got us out of jail, because that was poor defending to give the ball away and give an opportunity for a shot there. Fantastic save, Joel Narger. Fantastically persistent work by Steve Morrison. He's put himself about in this game. And he just won a throw-in where we didn't really have much right to be winning throw-ins. Just by sheer persistent hard work and staying on his man now. Well done, Steve. Carlos Edwards now over on the left-hand side. It's going to be hard push to do anything with this. Oh, there's a hospital ball. What's he done there? Jimmy Addu clears up his mess for him. That was a madness ball from Carlos Edwards. Jimmy Addu cleans up the mess. Well done, Jimmy. Hard running, and he done well to stay calm under pressure with the, the Rochdale forward. Jimmy is looking for man of the match award today, I think, listeners. 
So, yeah, a little bit of um, Mill News. The Doncaster Rovers home game, which was when we were going to do the next edition of Coldblow Lane magazine, has now been moved from Saturday, October the 10th, to the right bastard time of October the 27th, which will be a Tuesday night game, which I hate. I hate Tuesday night games. Um, so, anyway, it's going to knock back the... Um, publication of the next Coldblow Lane magazine edition by about a week or so. I think we've got a week uh, home game on the 17th if memory serves. So it'll be, probably be for that one now. Fantastic take by Fred. Puts Steve Morrison through on the right hand side. Got his defender on his own. Morrison wins out on the challenge. Across the, oh, across the penalty area. The oncoming Jimmy Abdul almost slid into it. He's back to Ferguson though. He's, he's Aiden O'Brien just inside the Rochdale penalty area. He's got three men around him. He, he goes down like a <laughs> he went down like the dying swan all you ballet fans out there I know there's a lot of ballet fans amongst them all support he went down like the dying swan at the end of the uh, the famed uh, ballet I just want to think who wrote it I'm just shying off now and I can't think who wrote the, the swan lake more than the hint of side about that ball forward from much down the 40s on the right hand side he crosses equalising goal that looked offside that played forwards one each Undeserved by Mill. That was a break forwards. Looked like offside. Crossed deep to the uh, far left hand side of Mill penalty area. It's knocked back and into the Mill goal from close range centre. One each. Referee's going to have a lot of questions to answer after this game, I think, listeners. That looked offside to me. I'd want to see that again. Vincenti, wasn't he on Mill's box at one time? Vincenti. Channel Islander. And slag. There's Carlos Edwards, does well to win the ball back, just outside the Rochdale penalty, he checks back, he finds Sean Williams over on the right-hand side, Aidan O'Brien down the right, O'Brien finds Sean Williams inside the box, finds space, goal, 2-1, beautifully finished, beautifully finished, Sean Williams, right-hand side of the six-yard box, he buries him on the top left-hand side of the goal, fantastic finish, no two, Rochdale one, deservedly so, brilliant stuff, Midfield day for scoring goals today, listeners. Williams now, Abdul now Williams. That was a beautiful finish. Nicely worked move, beautiful finish. There's the half. Mill close the half, deservedly. 2-1 ahead. Um, nice performance from the Lions. I mean, sloppy to concede the goal. They've had a couple of moments of sloppy this on occasion. That's been harsh to criticise them for that. We've actually looked very good and bright going forwards. We look like we have a logic to our, our wing now with Shane Ferguson on the left-hand side of the midfield. Um, we've done well. We've taken our chances. Bright stuff. Pressed very, very well from the front going backwards. Man of the match performances from um, Jimmy Abdu. Arguably Steve Morrison up front as well. So, yeah, good half. Good bright half of football by Millwall. We're going to be right back after these messages, listeners. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. 
I just want to give a quick shout out for the Association of Mill supporters. They've got charity night coming up, so I want to give this a shout out. It's well worth supporting, well worth um, buying tickets for. They're doing a boat trip from Greenwich along the River Thames. They've got a Scar DJ, Scar and um, old school blue beat reggae. A uh, bunch of comedians, including our own Del Strain. Um, special guest on the boat will be Terry Herlock. Tickets £25. You can go onto the AMS website um, or check out Twitter, the AMS group, Association of Mill Supporters. That's uh, at A underscore M underscore S underscore group, AMS group. Boat trip from Greenwich, £25 per ticket. Friday the 2nd of October, leaves Greenwich Sharp at 7.45. Scar, Scar Reggae, Blue Beat, old school dancehall reggae DJs, four or five mill supporting comedians. Um, it's good value, we've got the full bar on the boat, it's a nice boat, it's the, uh, the Hurlingham that we all took down to Brentford last season, and a, a good few more took to Fulham at the start of last season. They do these events really well, the AMS, I think it's well worth supporting. Of course it's all for charity, you know it's for charity, including local cancer charities and other good causes of a similar mill interest. So get on Twitter, AMS Group, I think they've got their own website, AMS Groups, AMS Groups, all one word, dot info. Go on, the, on their website, have a look on Twitter, the AMS Group on there, and um, buy your tickets. It's a, it looks like it's going to be a good evening. I also don't like to bump up my own stuff, but um, I'm going to take this opportunity because why not? It's a good cause. I'm doing a half marathon tomorrow, listeners. Yes, a half marathon. Tomorrow, Sunday morning, I'm taking part in the Ealing Half Marathon. Um, running on behalf of the Melzer, which anyone that um, knows of these things knows is a, a, a children's hospice. Does a lot of work in Kent, South East London, Sussex, all these places. There's a lot of them all over the country. This is for the Melzer. They do fantastic work for people in the most extreme of circumstances. Um, I've got a Just Giving page, justgiving.com forward slash Achtung Millwall, all one word. Um, if you can spare a few quid, if you can spare one or two pounds for me, I'll be grateful. I'm running for a fantastic course. Um, Time-wise, people are asking what kind of time I'm expecting to do the half marathon. I'm starting at 9.30am tomorrow, and I'm hoping to get back before 9.30am on Monday. Um, my, my object will be to cover the ground. Time, I really don't know. If I can get it done in under two and a half hours, I should call myself a happy man, but um, I haven't done as much training as I would have hoped for it, so um, the more money you can log on, the more it will sustain me on those long fucking miles around Ealing, 13.1 miles, so justgiving.com forward slash Achtung Millwall, um, or else go to my uh, Twitter page if you can spare a few bob, I would really appreciate it, it's a fantastic cause, ain't for me, it's for the Melzer Hospice, and they do fantastic work for people in the most extreme situations, kids that are that don't have long to go, and, and they, they work with the families to give them post-bereavement counselling, brilliant stuff, a couple of pounds, you're going to do a lot of good, and you're also going to help sustain me through those critical uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 miles, I've got to run 13 miles to finish it, so wish me luck tomorrow, listeners. Achtung. So as we were saying during the live piece, the fixture with the home fixture with Doncaster on uh, originally on October the 11th for Saturday afternoon traditional fixture, which I like, has been moved due to international call-ups to October the 27th, Tuesday night, which I don't like. It also messes with our publication of uh, the next edition of CBL magazine, which was due out on the uh, Doncaster game. And they've knocked that back by a week. I think there's a home game the following week on the 17th, so that will be when the next edition of the fans goes out. That will also assist the aforesaid uh, just giving appeal on behalf of the Melzer. So um, the more the merrier, I say. Just fantastic goals. Interesting story on the news at Den, um, September 24th. Um, Andy Frampton, the old Mill defender, played at AFC Wimbledon for a little while, back in there as a coach, um, but praising his influence in the dressing room. Um, he took his place on the bench apparently last uh, last week alongside assistant David Livermore. So it's interesting to see that the influence of Frampton, tough and uncompromising a player as he was, gaining ground within the club. I like that. I like that idea a lot. Half-time tweets. 48.13 says he's surprised that Ricardo Fuller is not in the walking football team that's doing the half-time entertainment day. No Zorb racing today, listeners. They've got instead a bunch of old chaps playing walking football, which is, as the name implies, 
uh, five-a-side football played at walking pace. Um, and 48-13 thinks that Ricardo Fuller would fit in quite nicely into the pace of the game out there. I think he's, he's right. March, Mark Litchfield says we need to give Fred a little bit of tender loving care. He's looking a little bit lost out there at times and perhaps needs a, a rest. I imagine that Paris Cowan Hall would have started today if not injured. I, I guess so. He's not been as involved as Shane Ferguson, Mark, that's for sure. Oh dear, did you hear that? Um, yeah, I'd imagine he's not betraying um, my fault after that, that burst there. We've looked a lot more logical with um, Shane Ferguson coming down the left and he's been the supplier of most of the danger for me in that first half. It's another good one from 48-13. He's a bit of a wag, I might say, if I can't get him on the, on the show. If you're listening 48-13, I like your style. He says, the problem with this walking football programme for over 45s is that there isn't enough young players coming through the ranks. <laughs> and the whole game, the whole game needs restructuring from the ground roots, the grassroots upwards. I like it. I do, do like it. He's calling for volunteers to take part, but after my marathon, half marathon tomorrow, I will have to be carried out there, but I don't take part in a walking football game. Sorry, mate. Lions Bright says, better from Mill. Not completely convincing, and still conceding soft goals, but better. A quick third would save the old half-flutters. Yes, indeed, Lions Bright, that's correct. Will save my half-flutters. Just been sent an image from Doug Hume, a good friend of mine, Doug, Doug Hume, um, from the uh, I take it from the exec lounge. He sent me a, the wine listing. Is they've got Shiraz, Chardonnay, and rosé wine for four pound fifty for like a little nip half bottle. I'll have a I'll have a drop of Shiraz, please, Doug. Thank you, mate. That's fantastic. I like it. Who'd have thought back in the old days, back in the old den, that we'd be talking about Shiraz, Chardonnay, rosé wine down the den? When I were a lad. We were so poor, we couldn't, we didn't know what wine was, let alone go and buy some. Well, here we go, second half listeners. Mill leading two goals to one. The unfamiliar sense of leading going into the second half. Can we sustain it? Can we keep this going? Beautiful summer's day again, sun's come out, still cool. Second half, the first half is a little bit grey at times, but the sun's certainly come out this second half. Illuminating the cell chip waste disposal unit. The ball into the box there while I'm rabbiting on. Corner Rochdale. Ball into the middle box. Close range shot from Rochdale's 40. Gone behind for a Rochdale corner as the second half opens. Coming up for the 50th minute of the game, five minutes into the second half. Uh, it's been probably mostly Rochdale to start the second half off. We've um, sat back slightly. They've come on to us. They're chasing the game, clearly. Um, we look to hit them on the break a little bit, but um, early signs are that they're going to press forwards, searching for the equalising goal, which may play into our hands. I don't know. Rochdale substitute getting an awful slagging down. I don't know who he is. As you can hear, I don't know who he is. I want to find out who he is. Why are we slagging him to that extent? Rochdale back on the attack. He's over on the right-hand side. The forward cuts in on the inside. Dispossessed nicely, nicely by Sean Williams. 52nd minute. Takes it away. Plays it forward. He's trying to find a long ball towards Steve Morrison. Too long. Rochdale back on the attack again. It's been a lot of Rochdale pressure in the early minutes of this second half. It's headed up in close range. The right went wide rather than over the bar. Another opportunity for Rochdale. 53 minutes. More Rochdale pressure. Fawlty's got the ball, he's playing it around from the eight now in front of the mill penalty area, wide right, pressing forwards, they're pressing forwards. Just got to keep them out at the moment, listeners, we can stretch this game, we should be able to get a, a third, but we've got to keep them out at the moment. They are pressing forwards, they don't look a bad side coming at us at the moment. Here they come again, wave after wave at the moment, have a ball in, Byron Edwards clears it, also another Rochdale player, he's got a penalty area, shoots from distance, beautiful save, yeah, save by Jordan Archer he done well there, kept, it, kept that ball out dipping shot down low a four now in the centre of the pitch no sitting back, everyone's behind the ball at the moment away, away Stiley keeping them out again no clinging on rather it's Fred, the opportunity to bring it away, relieve the pressure for a moment just take the sting out of the game for the Lions, he finds Sean Williams here's Steve Morrison Coming up for the 60th minute of the game at the moment. Aiden O'Brien finds Steve Morrison. Nice little 1-2. Morrison on the, on the right-hand side of the penalty. And there's a goal! 3-1! Fantastic finish! Fantastic finish by Steve Morrison. 60th minute of the game. Mill 3. Watch that one. All that pressure. We soaked it up. We soaked it up. First break out. Morrison puts it away up. The old stage of the years. The old stage of the years.
just done six months in, Mick. Come home at night with my wife. That kind of relief, listeners. You know the kind of relief I'm talking about. The loving kind of relief. Fantastic finish by Steve Morrison there. Little substitution going on. Meanwhile, is it? Let's do this. Fred's coming out of the game. Yeah, I think that's the right call. Good round of applause for Fred there. Ed Upson's coming into the game. Right call, right call. Fred needs a rest, I think. He's, he's done his bit for our society today. In comes Upson to give us a bit more of a conventional presence there. Uh, Only Denver gives us that ability to do the unexpected. Tales of the unexpected, like the old TV series used to have. Ed Upson's a bit more straight down the line. 62 minutes coming up on the clock that I've got in my hand. O'Brien's going down the left. He cuts inside and he's challenged. Goes down a touch theatrically. The, the Rochdale player's entitled to have one or two words to say. But he's getting pushed around now by the middle midfield there. That's good to see. Push him away. Push him, push him away, boys. Tell the fuck off. You dirty northern slag. Fuck off. He gets a yellow card. The, the water. The water gets a yellow card. Good to see. So halfway through the second half, we're leading 3-1. We it reminded me of Michael Corleone outside the uh, the hospital where Marlon Brando's in in uh, has been shot and is in hospital, and he's got nothing but a mate of his who, with a boat, bunch of flowers rolled up to make it look he's got a gun, and Michael offers to light his cigarette, and instead of his mate shaking like a leaf because it's the one of the five families come to shoot it out potentially. Uh, Michael is cool, calm and collected. We've stayed cool, calm and collected. We're not shaking our hands. We are now 3-1 ahead. We stay calm under a little bit of a storm, which they'll have, and we've worked the third goal. And now we're looking to stretch them as the game goes into its latter phases. Nice stuff, Mill. Nice stuff. Good, solid performance all round the team. Midfield's done well today. Some good tackles flying in the middle of midfield. Listen to the applause, listeners. Steve Morrison tackling back in defence. As the game's gone on, the start with Jimmy Abdo is my choice. I'm going to call it now. I'm going to make Steve Morrison our man of the match. The sheer amount of effort, the goal to relieve the pressure, and the kind of a statesman-like air that he has about him these days. I'm liking Steve Morrison a lot. He's man of the match. don't care what you say. Man of the match, Steve Morrison. Lee Martin's coming in. Shane Ferguson getting a huge round of applause. Deservedly so. He's done very, very well for us. Really transformed our forward play. We've got the far more logical with him on the left-hand side. And the fans, as you can hear, appreciate what he's done for us today. Listen to that. Fans contentedly filing for the exits now. With, you know, gentlemen taking their daughters home. Um, buses to catch. They're in a much more comfortable frame of mind than in recent weeks. where They've been filing for the exits at various points of the second half in a disgruntled frame of mind. Angry. Dissatisfied. Not today, listeners. It's been a good game of football to watch. Mill've um, kept the ball well, controlled it quite nicely, just, uh, kept themselves alive when under pressure, and currently leading 3-1, going into the last five minutes of the match now. This should be about it, listeners, that's the fourth minute of injury time gone. There is! Mill 3, watch now, 1, the sense of relief around the place is almost, you can almost touch it. Good performance by the Lions. We've done well to uh, control that game, to endure the pressure that Rochdale brought us in the start of the second half. Mill 3-1, and I think it's time for a certain tune. Take it away, Mr. Bly for now. since we heard that listeners we're going to be right back after these messages with Glenn from This Is Millwall he would have been down the pub so we might get some sense out of him we might not who gives a shit we've won 3-1 back shortly Achtung Millwall right massive welcome home from the pub early for this show that is what I call dedication big welcome to Glenn from This Is Millwall welcome back mate evening sir how you doing Oh, fantastic. I've got a, a can of 1664 going on here. Yeah, can I've you hear that? Well, I've got, a, I've got a bottle of Broadside awaiting. Broadside and 1664 because we are celebrating a happy event. That's the home win. Our first home win since April when we beat Wigan 2-0. 
and a good game it was too. I thought, Glenn, I, I was I, I quite enjoyed myself today. Uh, I I think it was a lot like last week's game actually. Uh, I know that I said last week that I I thought the performance was going the right way. The result just didn't go the right way. Yeah. And I felt today was we had the performance and the result. We're starting to see the beginnings of what I think is some teamwork there, which is based upon the fact that as I was chatting after pub you yeah. know, last sort of season or so uh, with Holloway and Lomas, the amount of changes that were constantly made week in, week out, we finally got a team that we are sort of sticking with. It's a good point. I mean, obviously the thing with today's result was it was buoyed massively by that early goal. Um, well taken goal by Jimmy Abdu. Uh, I thought it was three minutes. It's four minutes showing on the BBC website. Um, and that, that induced a bit of patience in the crowd. We were we were leading, and there was no sense of impending doom, was there? No, no, not until they scored. But uh... <laughs> well, then, but then even then, they scored on forty forty three, and again, you know, the gods of football were smiling upon us today. We were back in front within two minutes. Another well taken goal by by Williams, and all all the elements required for it to nurture today's performance, Glenn. Were there because we we got the lead. We had we held the lead for the bulk of the first half. Then we did give it away with a sloppy um, equaliser, but then we re-established it quite quickly. It was everything we needed today. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think as well we were going against the grain as well. It was like a very old school Millwall home game. We got the officials trying to do everything they could to try and make it as hard as possible. Yep. Uh, their team was a very very dirty northern side, dirty northern bastards, mate. That, yeah, they were. I mean, like just chatting on Twitter to someone, uh, one of the followers, and uh, he was saying about they had two horror tackles that should have been red cards. And I forget the other one, but I know the one on Beavers was particularly horrific and it was right in front of the linesman. So yeah. I don't know. But, uh, you know, as I say, it's just one of those days where everything sort of went your way and it was quite weird. The last sort of 10 minutes, the crowd was so quiet. I think everyone was sort of <laughs> dreading a, a Rochdale goal to make it, it was panic stations, but it never came. And I think everyone was going on their phones to try and remember how to sing. What happened when you win? Yeah. I think everyone was waiting for us to fuck it up. I mean, I, I, was, I, I thought we were comfortable going into the last 10 with clearly uh, 3-1. So we had some clear blue water between us and the opposition. But you always have a sense that if Rochdale had got another goal back, made it 3-2, it could have got a little bit, you know, squeaky bum time towards the end there. But no, you know, I, I thought it was a really professional performance from Millwall today. So it's really nice to be able to say that. No, that was that was exactly the uh, the term I used as well. It was a professional. There was no panic and no, uh, you know, sort of back to front. I mean, I, you know that I'm a you know I am a David Ford fan, and I, I won't forget what he's done for this club. But no. I'll put my hands up. Arch has been ten, fifteen, twenty thousand times better. Well, I mean, Jim <laughs> uh, Narcher uh, kept us in that game today. He, he made one or two saves throughout the course of the the first half, Glenn, where he, he kept us in it. I mean, but for him, we wouldn't have won that game today. No, there's certainly uh, two two specific saves that he, he pulled off, uh, for one in the first and one in the second, that were very good. I mean, even their goal, I mean, realistically, he shouldn't have stood up. It was from what I've, well, from where I sat, it was offside. Um, yeah, the, it looked offside uh, for me, yeah. Uh, again, that goes back to the appalling officiating we had today. Um, and you know, it must be bad, because normally we don't talk about them when we've won, but they really were bad. Uh, poor, poor refereeing. I mean, look. I mean, you're, you're right. It was old-fashioned in the sense that this is this is the classic um, northern, you know, northern team come down trying to kick their way for us. That one thing I do notice in League One, the, the the tackling is harsher, and referees let a lot more go, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But there's, I mean, there's there's letting it go, and then there's like two footed down the back of Beaver's legs. Uh, yeah, you know. It's, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I thought, as I was saying, I, I thought that our team should be commended for keeping their heads and not rising to what I think they were trying to do is trying to get a rise out of our players. I thought, I mean, considering that, you know, we've got quite a few youngsters in there as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, O'Brien took a couple of nasty uh, knocks and... Totally. I mean, I, I think we kept it together. At half-time, it was 2-1 and Rochdale really came out at the start of that second half there, Glenn. Yeah, and... I think it's always going to happen, wasn't it? I mean, it's just, just the way it is. I mean, every... We're in that time again where now we've dropped down to this league. It's it's a big game for every team we play near enough because yeah, it's a big stadium by their by their standards, isn't it? Yeah, so you know, and it's you know we're a you know quote unquote big fish in a small pond. So uh, very much so, very much so, and um, I I still think we did very well. We we sustained a lot of pressure in that about the first fifteen minutes or so, really up until um, the goal, uh, Morrison's goal, which he, he took brilliantly well. I thought it was a it's an old school Steve Morrison finish on sixty minutes. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to take this time to um, 
to, to say that that is all thanks to me for my reverse psychology. <laughs> Thank um, you, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> Uh, me, me telling, uh, me pointing out that Steve Moran was a lazy bastard and absolutely useless. Yeah, well, I mean, Ch- changed his game because uh, up until that point he was absolutely bloody useless. Oh, well, today's team was an interesting one. I mean, I, I, I on a few of these shows, I've wondered whether uh, Shane Ferguson, isn't it? Shane Ferguson should have played further forwards. He's been playing as a left back. Um, he played as a winger today, an out and out winger, and he looked good. I thought he really made a difference for us today. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you noticed, we actually were playing balls down. It was the first time I thought, oh, I see why we need length from the pitch. Mm. Um, that's Suddenly it all made sense, didn't it? Yeah, the, I mean, the Morrison goal was especially um, good. I think it was it Fred over, off the top of my head. Um, um, Fred, uh, the game was stretching, wasn't it? We were, we were we were pinned back and there was a long ball wide right. I can't. I think it was, um, it might have been Fred, actually. Yeah, it's it, 1-2 with Morrison, wasn't it? 1-2 with Morrison, and Morrison was put through from a tight angle and clipped the goalkeeper. Um, brilliant take, brilliant finish. Everything you want from Steve Morrison. Yeah, um, like I say, I'd like to take credit for that, you know. Uh, <coughs> you know so... <laughs> <Yeah>. Forget Fred. <laughs> forget, yeah. forget Morrison. That's all down to Glenn. This is Millwall. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> well done, mate. Uh, it, was just, it was just typical up to that point. I was getting really wound up with him, and I was just like, he's bloody useless. He, win- he, like, he, heads the- he wins headers and they go nowhere, and he's absolutely useless. He's a lazy bastard. Then suddenly he scores. He suddenly, like, picked up pace from nowhere and scored an absolute blinder. No, brilliant, brilliantly taken goal. I mean, from, from that point onwards, really, I I thought it was game over, really. I mean, Rochdale's yeah. kind of accepted their fate from that point onwards. Yeah, they certainly, uh, their heads dropped. We, we hinted at maybe getting a fourth. We never really, um, you know, went that close afterwards. Once it was 3-1, it was largely... Um, I yeah. think, um, think the only one I thought that was very, very close was um, with Martin... Mm, uh, mm. I really should have buried that. Um, older Paul Lewis from John was a bit upset because he was he was ready to receive the ball. Yeah. Um. But uh, I just like to point out as well. I thought he did very well when he came on. He he certainly got involved and. Um. But you know, I'm a, I've got a soft spot for him. So he put himself about. I mean, he's got a point to prove as well there, Glenn, isn't he? I mean, he's not getting the game time. He's not getting the starts. Um, Gillingham made a good start to the season. He must be looking back down the end too, thinking what might have been if he'd have stayed put. Yeah, I think it was a, it's a classic case of heart ruling. Head, yeah. Head, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure he made the right decision for his own career, especially with the way our fans are. If he's never going to get the chance, uh, you know, if he scored 15 goals, I bet they'd still be on his back. So, no, and no, no sign of Lee Gregory today at all. I mean, I, I would have taken Gregory as the the obvious, um, you know, third in the pecking order behind Morrison and O'Brien now to come on and for that, you know, um, the substitution. Uh, 76 minutes. John Marquis came in his place. Lee Gregory is basically sat on the bench for the whole game. That's that's not a good sign from his point of view. No, but uh, you know it's a test of to see how professional he can be, and and then it could be good for him because yeah, a bit of a break and uh, you know the fans not moaning about him not scoring. True. Yeah. Very true. Uh, you know, get just refresh his batteries a little bit. It's something that you know maybe like we we were talking about how Fred needs a, a little bit of a break maybe, but uh, you know maybe Gregory's Gregory's getting that. I mean he has you know he, at the end of the day he did jump up quite a lot of divisions and. Although we have dropped one back down, he's still played pretty yeah. consistently. And as I was saying, it's a shame because I thought him and O'Brien were building up a good, um, a good uh, partnership. Yeah, no, season, and uh, they've just not had the chance to start together particularly this much this this season. Like Morrison's been up there, and but then again, I you know, in my opinion, Morrison potentially should be starting all the time because he should be influencing the younger the younger players, sort of teaching them what to do. Which is why sometimes I have a bit of an issue with him, like last week with with Parisol, So. Man of the match for me today, Morrison. I, I thought um, as the game started, I thought Jimmy Abdu was going to uh, earn that plaudit. But as it went on, I just thought it was a fantastic Steve Morrison performance. It was, it was classic Steve Morrison tackling from the front line backwards. He was defending. He was everywhere, wasn't he? Uh, I... You don't agree, do you, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree with my take on Steve Morrison? <laughs> I think I think I do from the 60th minute. <laughs> Um, that was just really. I think. I think. I think. What did it as well? There was a really strange moment. I'm sitting in the West Lower at the minute, right near the corner flag. Yeah. And quite near the end of the game, he was like, he was like fighting with like someone to win the ball, and I shouted, "Kick him in the bollocks, Morrison!" <laughs> like loudly. And as he was walking off, he did like a a pose of like muscle thing. I'm like, what are you doing? You're thirty odd years old, mate, and you're sort of doing like you know like 
<laughs> Schwarzenegger poses as you're walking off. Uh, I don't know if it was particularly directed at me. Perhaps he knows it's this is Mill in the corner that's been abusing him all game. But well, uh, with difference of reviews, I, I thought he did well. Um, for me, he was my man of the match. Um, listeners will take their own view. Who, who would you t- take for your choice then, Glenn? In that case, if not Morris, um, even though he, even though he dropped off in the second half a little bit, I'd still say Jimmy because I thought he he, he started was, very well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean that first half basically he, he ran the show and. Um, yeah, you know, it has bits and stuff. I mean, he didn't have as much to do in the second half. I think is the issue. Um, he, he was, you know, he, he, but it, it was just calm, and it was a, it was a strange performance. I said afterwards, I can't really pick out anyone specifically that I would say man the match. You know, no. Jimmy Abdu was certainly sticking out at the beginning with, and I, you know, Morrison. I thought we had a good last half hour. Good team show overall. I do. I, I yeah, do. and I think that's more important than you know. I think that's the that's been the issue at home. We seem to have more of a. We seem to have more individual performances than we did a team performance at home. And I thought today was the first, like, well, the beginnings were there last week. And I thought today was the, you know, there was balls being played and people seemed to know where they were supposed to be. And yeah, um, we, were playing, we were playing on the floor rather than hoofing it all the time. It was a lot more. I mean, I didn't even notice Webster today ballsing up. So well, yeah. I was, I was going to raise Webster. I actually wanted to praise him, not to damn him today. So I've, I've been quite hard on Byron since... Well, the whole of this season, but I actually thought he did well today. I thought it was one of his better games in the middle shirt. Um, it was, it's hard to knock anyone in that side today. The only person I might have picked up by his own high standards is Carlos Edwards. I think he wasn't on his A game today at all, but he wasn't bad, but he wasn't brilliant. But uh, but Byron, I thought, did okay for me today. I thought it was one of his better games. It might be one of those things as well. I mean, at the end of the day, the way that is at Mill is that they always you're always going to get a hard time if you if you're putting a couple of bad performances in. It's just the way we are. Yeah. Um, you know, very much like Shawnee Williams, like you know, we've given them quite a bit of stick, uh, and it's a test of of you know, can the they character? Do, yeah, and that it's just that's how we sort of we test them at Mill, isn't it? Um, yeah, he's starting to understand the sense of humor. Like he's had a few little digs on Twitter that are <laughs> sort of uh, a bit cheeky, and you know, I think our fans kind of do appreciate. Um, that as long as they back it up on the pitch, and I think yeah, you, if you off. deliver on the pitch, you can get away with a few a few little snaps off 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 the pitch. But you got to bring it on the pitch as well, that's for sure. Um, so no overall good win that puts us in the eleventh position. Now just a few um, places no, up the playoffs. Starting to get a nosebleed. Hefty <laughs> <laughs> heights are relevant. But, we're, uh, we're one win from the playoffs at the moment. Um, we got three points off the playoffs indeed. And so uh, it's it's nice to be able to do a, a happy show. Um, the, the relentless misery of this season, or the home performances, certainly not so much the away um, performances, obviously, but the home performances have been a real uh, monkey on our backs, as we referred to a few times during the, the course of today's live piece. And it's just such a relief. I'm just looking at, um, I'm just looking on the house. I finally about Briley's bald patch has posted. Fucking hell, Glenn. Fucking hell, Glenn. What a relief. Well played, Millwall. I thought Webster had his best game, and Morrison O'Brien were class. So he's disagreeing with you there, Glenn. Um, already nice and soppy with drink, and it's going to celebrate tonight. And I'm making right. It's a nice. It's hard to be too churlish tonight, isn't it? On on anyone. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, and again, like, don't get me wrong. You know, as I say, I, I had issues with Morrison. Um, he's not my favourite player in the world. Um, but I'll put my hands up. I thought the last half hour he was particularly, um, particularly good. Um, yeah, he likes, I like being proved wrong. I like um, I like people retweeting me on Twitter for saying Morrison's a lazy, useless git and taking the piss out of me. Are good. I'm glad. Like um, prove prove me wrong. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, I agree. Where do you, you stand on a rocking all over the world question, Glenn? I mean, I I quite like it. It's got it's got a kind of a cheese factor at the end of the game. Some people really seem to loathe it as a, as, a, as a winning kind of celebration. I think, um, it, I think it's quite good fun. Personally, what do you say? I think it's a bit of a laugh. I mean, it goes all the way back to um, to Walsall away, doesn't it? If I remember correctly, uh, is that where it started? I, I don't know. It's lost in the midst of time. Well, I, don't know, I don't know where, uh, I don't know where, where it suddenly sort of. I mean, but I remember I, I specifically remember that song um, singing it at Walsall away when we got to the Wembley. Really? Uh, yeah, Joe Dolan in his underpants. Uh, one one thing I know. <laughs> something I wish I could unsee, but there we go. It's be one scene you can never forget, mate. Um, but uh, I don't know where it actually specifically started at home all the time, but. Um, you know, in a way, it's it's been kind of funny bit today because, like, you know, we we've had it for I don't know two two seasons, three seasons. Yeah, not even sure now. It just seems to be part of part of the culture of the club. Of the culture, yeah, I, no, I, it doesn't bother me. It's not like it's like when we score or anything like that. Um, no, you know, no. Some people have put issues with us playing a song when we score, even if it's our it's our theme song, uh, our own theme song. But uh, I'm not, I don't really got an issue with that either. But um, it's better than some of the other shite you see in other grounds where they play. I don't know, like some. 
That's for sure. That's for sure. Dance, but... Music or whatever, but yeah, let's do the team. Let's do the team uh, marks out of ten. Now we'll go through the team, Glenn um, Archer. I'm giving him a seven out of ten today. What do you? What would you, you select, uh, uh, Jordan Archer? I'd give him a lot higher. I think. Uh, I think he's just uh, been absolutely. I can't see him lasting here very long. Actually, if he's going to carry on like this, so I'd give mm. him a sort of eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow. Okay. Um, Carlos Edwards for me today made one or two poor decisions. I'm not knocking him because he did some good stuff as well. So it's hard to be um, too too down his throat. But by his standards, it was just under par. I thought I'm going to give him a five. That's because. Um, but it's by he sets quite a high bar for himself. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say probably uh, yeah six. Um, but yeah. although not that because he was bad, just because um, he wasn't really in, he wasn't involved that much today. He wasn't as good as he normally is, or we expect, I think. Yeah, but then yeah, he's he's like you know four hundred years old, so great. So <laughs> so he is indeed. <laughs> um, Byron, I, I'm going to give him a six. I, I, I think fair play to him today. He's actually turning his game around at the moment, and he's looking more like he knows what he's doing out there. So I'll give him a six out of ten today. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving him a six out of ten. I'm going on the fact that you know this is like intelligent scoring, where six out of ten is above average. You know, yeah, well, that's, that's the principle. Sixty percent. Yeah, 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 some people think six is bad, but like you know, to me that means above average. Though so like six out of ten is. No, my, my baseline is six. You know, that's what I would expect a player to do. Like I've got some system here. I don't have any system at all. But um, Mark Beavers, I'm going to give on that base. I'll give him a six. I thought he was okay today. Nothing brilliant, but nothing too disastrous. Anyway, um, um, I'd give him a seven. I think. I think he actually was quite. He he did quite a lot today. I thought he worked quite hard, and he he took a couple of real nasty, nasty tackles, and and didn't complain about it. He got up and dusted himself off, and it was a very sort of old school Millwall back four performance for him, sort of thing. So I, I haven't seen the replay of the goal yet. I'd like to see that, and I might want to revert, you know, re, revisit some of those marks if there's any defensive culpability there. But um, it looked a bit of a sloppy goal from distance, but I couldn't I couldn't see enough of it to really allocate blame there. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard as well because um, you know I think they sort of. Knew it was offside and and stopped. It him. looked very offside. I've got to say, when from from the, you know the vantage point, I did, did look very offside. The break. Um, Tony Craig on six. Wasn't his, I'm not liking him at left back, but six I thought was about par for the course given the the rest of the defensive performance. Yeah, when giving him six and a half, he gets the extra half point for throwing the boots of the player into the stand so that um, one right. of their players had no boots for about five minutes. So. I, don't, I, I didn't see that, but I'll give him an extra half on that basis. <laughs> on, on, your, on your eyewitness report, Glenn, I'm going to give him another six and a half in that case. Fred, um, he's looking tired. I'm, I was glad to see him substituted on 60 minutes. He'd done his bit for society at that point. And um, I'm going to give him a six out of ten. Although he doesn't always show little moments and flashes of brilliance. He just looks a little bit tired at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably go with a five. I think he was um, very ineffective. However, I, if I rem- if I remembering correctly, I thought he was uh, his one two with Morrison that led up to the it did. goal was extremely good. If it was him, I'm pretty sure it was. But uh... these are, these are the moments. I mean, what, I think it's a danger for Fred that he falls into the trap potentially of being a player that produces brilliance in moments and then doesn't do the work part. I think he does have to focus on his game as a you know, as a 90-minute player, because I think that's where his uh, his future lies. But um, he does have the ability to produce these moments of magic. He, he really is a prospect. He, he very much reminds me of James Henry in that he's got a lot of ability there, but yeah. his, his decision-making is very poor. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Sean, Sean Williams, good good performance. <laughs> I'm giving him a seven. I think I might actually make it seven and a half, actually. I, think I, I liked him today. He looked good. Ran the midfield. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that, yeah. Um and same, same for Jimmy. I thought Jimmy, I'd give him a seven and a half as well. Yeah, if he um, carried on like he had in the first half, he probably would have been on about an eight or a nine on that performance. But uh, on that first half, um, brilliant, brilliant. going down to about yeah, about seven, seven and a half for him, I think. Brilliant finish for the opening goal, and that really did set that nerve. So, yeah, seven and a half for me, I think. So, I think, I think as well, you've got to give him extra points to the fact that you just have to comment brilliant finish. From, brilliant finish. It's so, clinical, clinical for um, Jimmy Abdu. It's got to be said that uh, Neil Harris has had a great impact on his on his uh, career in the last uh, sort of seven months or so, in the last season, this season, making him go up front a bit more. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he is, he is making forward runs a lot more than ever we saw before. I, I think you're right, actually. I think Harris has had a big impact on him. He's put an expectation that he will get forwards and become an attacking midfielder, which I don't think anyone ever thought him capable of previously. Um, Sean Ferguson, Shane Ferguson, sorry, not Sean Ferguson. Shane Ferguson did very, very well for me down that left side. I'm going to give him a seven and a half as well. Yeah, I'll go for a, yeah, I'll go for a seven, yeah. Really yeah. looks effective. The first time we've seen a winger, proper winger, you know, doing what a winger should down, down either side, right or left for some time. 
He can, take a, he, can, he can take an half-decent corner as well, which is quite shocking. Uh, yeah, he can take an half-decent corner. He can beat men. He, he, he seems to have speed. He's got every, you know... and He's not ours, I know, so we mustn't get too <laughs> yeah. attached to him, but he really did look the part today. Yeah, well, I know Newcastle fans are telling me when I said, who is he? Like, you know, what? tell me a bit about him. And they, they said he's 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 bloody, he's got a great left foot, so... Yeah. Uh, no, I like him. I hope we can keep him. Um, I hope he's happy and I hope he wants to stay for a little longer. Um, up front, um, Aidan O'Brien wasn't, again, wasn't playing his A game today. Again, another player that in moments can look fantastic. Overall, I wasn't I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't particularly happy. I think he can do better than today's show. I'm, I'm going to give him a six, because I think he's got more in the tank to give. And I think he's just um, a little bit under par at the moment. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing I think about him. Now, I'd probably go for about a six as well. Um, he has got probably one of the best... Uh, First touches I've seen in a while. He can really hold a ball down when it comes to him. Yeah, he really can. Yeah, um, I think there's something special in that land, and I think um, I don't know if, if it will get realised at Millwall uh, yeah. fully. But I think he, he's potentially could go far. Um, he's got. I think he's got the brain for football. He's got the brain. He's got. The, he's got the speed. Speed of body and speed of thought. Same thing, I suppose. But you know, it's he, he does have that X factor. I do agree. I, I think I'm just giving him low marks because I, I think we can expect more out of him. He's got it to give as well. And, I mean, my choice of man of the match, I know you may or may not disagree there, Glenn, but I, I went for Morrison with an eight because I just thought he, he the, the tackling started from the forward line. He was he was tackling forwards. He was back in defence. He was scoring goals and he was making a nuisance of himself. He was in, in people's faces. It was everything I want to see out of a middle striker today. Yep. Yeah, um, you it's, can disagree, mate. It's an open show. Go it's, it's, it's the thing about football, isn't it? You know, we all see it differently. Um, I'm... Uh, you know, we all sit in different parts of the ground. You see different yeah. bits and pieces. What I mean, what as I say, I think when he after he scored the goal, it was a completely different performance. Like he was, he was talking to O'Brien, gearing him up a little bit, and getting in people's faces, putting some tackles in. But I just didn't think he did that before that. No. Um, so, right. uh, but that that last half hour, it was like, oh, that's kind of reminds me of what Steve Morrison used to be like when um, he was here in his his first season. And, uh, you know, a few people have another go at me on, on Twitter or anything. I'd just like to point out I was one of the ones that was happy about him coming back. And I think he's got a lot to... Um, and I thought he was good last time he came back as well. I thought he was one of the hardest working players we had last season when he when he came back for a bit. Let's throw it out to the listeners, Glenn. We've got a big listenership. What do you think of Steve's performance yesterday? Um, I'm not saying you're unhappy there, Glenn. Probably a little bit less convinced of him than I was just uh, today. Um, let's see what the listeners think of it. Um, by all means, send your comments into the CBL magazine or this is Millwall um, Twitter feed. We want to hear from you. So um, that's fantastic. Happy night. You, you, you're celebrating with another with a broadside. Have you done your broadside yet, now, Glenn? Are you have another one? I'm going to crack it open in a minute. I've had a few. Um... A few beers down the uh, the Rose Inn after the game. Um, yeah, Hipsterville it's, apparently, isn't it? Rose... It, is, it is Hipsterville, but it is a nice pub in there. But um, the one at New Cross Gate. Yeah, if you can do if you can do with all the uh, the pink jumpers and and twirly moustaches, <laughs> it's uh, it's not too it's not too horrific. But uh, well, wish uh, wish me luck. I'm doing a half marathon in the morning. Uh, we're recording this about was it now uh, ten o'clock at night? So I'm doing a half marathon tomorrow. If anyone wants to make a contribution and Go on the uh, at CBO underscore magazine. There's a link to the uh, Just Giving site that I've set up. It's in, f- in favour of Demelza. Fantastic calls. And if I don't ever see any or speak to any of you ever again, it's been a great show. Been great working with you, Glenn. And uh, it's been a good life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you make it. I'm sure you'll make it. Um, if you can make it tomorrow, that makes you probably fitter than uh, Paris Cowan Hall. So. <laughs> Not not as quick when he's on form, that's for sure. Um, brilliant stuff. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for coming back from the pub early tonight, Glenn. Massive appreciation. It's, it's very nice. I think it's, this is the first time I've been on and we've won. So yeah, that's right. That's the monkey off my back too. That's set a trend. Fantastic stuff. So we're going to play out the show now of our regular winning music, which isn't rocking all over the world. It is, in actual fact, the Robert Delgado Orchestra doing Mill Tahiti, as I've called it. So take it away, Robert.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.